1: You're listening to
0: a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hi there, I'm Claire Murphy. This is Mamma Mia's daily news podcast, The Quickie. And today we're looking into King Charles's recent cancer diagnosis and what it could potentially mean for the monarchy moving forward. But before we get into Charles's health scare, let's get the latest from the Quickie newsroom. King Charles has been seen in public for the first time since the reveal of his cancer diagnosis. The monarch smiling and waving at passers-by as he was driven from Clarence House to Buckingham Palace. While the king deals with his health issues, his younger son flew back into the UK to see him and while he met up with his father, there are reportedly no plans for Harry to see his older brother and heir to the throne William during this visit. The pair still not on good terms since Harry's shift away from royal duties nearly four years ago, moving to the US where he's released a memoir and Netflix documentary about life inside the palace. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak told BBC Radio that the King's cancer had been caught early, something he's very grateful for. The mother of a teenage boy who allegedly stabbed and killed a grandmother in front of her six-year-old grandchild at a Queensland shopping centre has apologised to her family and condemned her son's behaviour. 70-year-old Violene White was allegedly killed by a 16-year-old boy who was also reportedly on bail for armed robbery at the time of the attack, police arresting him at an apartment complex on Monday, charging him with murder. His mother spoke to Nine News saying she's sorry to the community as well as Violene's family, saying she didn't know that the kids do that. Four other teens, two 15 year olds and two 16 year olds, have also been arrested and charged with one count of unlawful use of a motor vehicle. Two attend a local private school, while one allegedly has gang associations. After leaving the cash rate on hold at 4.35% yesterday, the Reserve Bank says they're yet to rule out more rate rises. The board said in its post-meeting statement that while inflation was easing, it was still high and a further increase in interest rates cannot be ruled out. However, economic forecasters are fairly confident the next move will be a decrease. RBA boss Michelle Bullock said in her post-meeting press conference that the RBA sees inflation falling to 3.3% by July this year before easing to 2.8% within their target range by December 2025. Donald Trump is one step closer to an unprecedented criminal trial, with the Federal Appeals Court rejecting the former president's claim of sweeping presidential immunity. The court concluded that any executive immunity that shielded Trump from criminal charges while he served as president no longer protects him against charges he plotted to overturn the result of the 2020 election. A Trump campaign spokesperson said the result threatens the bedrock of the republic and that without complete immunity, the president of the United States could not properly function. That's your latest news headlines. Coming up, what happens if King Charles's cancer is more serious than we're being led to believe? Is William's succession so soon after his father's an option if Charles is not well enough to rule? British monarchs have a habit of ruling until they die, regardless of their state of health. Queen Mary I, for example, died just five years into her reign from what historians believe would most likely have been ovarian cancer back in 1558. Others have experienced serious mental health issues, like King George III, who, after a severe illness back in 1788, was struck with what is described as full-blown mania. This otherwise polite family man started suffering hallucinations, speaking gibberish, suffering violent seizures and a change in personality, even attempting several sexual assaults. Yes, this is the king depicted in the Bridgerton universe, the love of Queen Charlotte's life. Despite being confined to Windsor Castle for the last decade of his rule, by the time he died in 1820, he'd sat on the throne for 60 years, and he's still the longest serving male monarch. Queen Elizabeth's father, George VI, was also very unwell in the months leading up to his death, suffering a lung disease after years of heavy smoking. He would die in his sleep, but he continued to reign despite his health failing. And when the late Queen Elizabeth appointed the new British Prime Minister, Liz Truss, in September 2022, she broke with a long-standing tradition of travelling to London to do so. By then, Elizabeth was not well. In the photos from this event, some of her last ever taken of Her Majesty, she appeared very frail, using her cane to walk. Just days later, she would be placed under medical supervision, and as her family raced to be by her side at Balmoral, she passed away carrying out her royal duties almost to her last breath at age 96. Earlier that year, then Prince Charles and Camilla had to step in on just the second day of the Platinum Jubilee celebrations when Elizabeth became too unwell to make an appearance. Back then, the palace told us that she was just experiencing some discomfort from her brief appearance on the Buckingham Palace balcony for the Tripping of the Colour. Now, in 2024, Buckingham Palace has released another statement, this time regarding the King's health.
1: During the King's recent hospital procedure for benign prostate enlargement, a separate issue of concern was noted. Subsequent diagnostic tests have identified a form of cancer. His Majesty today commenced a schedule of regular treatments, during which time he has been advised by doctors to postpone public-facing duties. Throughout this period, His Majesty will continue to undertake state business and official paperwork as usual. The King is grateful to his medical team for their swift intervention, which was made possible thanks to his recent hospital procedure. He remains wholly positive about his treatment and looks forward to returning to full public duty as soon as possible. His Majesty has chosen to share his diagnosis to prevent speculation and in the hope it may assist public understanding for all those around the world who are affected by cancer.
0: So do we read this at face value and see it in the same positive light it's being presented in, or do we worry about it being more serious, seeing as the Queen was only experiencing discomfort in the months before she died? Holly Wainwright is Mamma Mia's executive editor and co-host of Mamma Mia Out Loud. Holly, I guess we shouldn't be overly surprised that a 75-year-old man is experiencing some more serious health issues, but there's a definite feeling that he's only just gotten the job and now he's having these problems, like he can't catch a break.
2: I know, it's certainly interesting from its timing perspective because, as you say, I mean, we would all know people who are of a similar age or have known people of a similar age who deal with cancer diagnoses and treatments. It isn't that uncommon at all, but it does feel like there's a certain amount of he's waited so long and now it looks like he's going to have to at least step back or lie down for a little while.
0: What would it take, though, for somebody else to be in charge for a minute because I mean, there's plenty of history where it comes to the British monarchy of monarchs who rule, whether they're very physically or even mentally very unwell, right up to the point where they die. And then it passes over to somebody else and no one seems to really step in as such. I mean, we saw with Queen Elizabeth sometimes there were some who stepped in and kind of took on some of those roles while she was too unwell to do so. But what does it take for somebody else to kind of be nominated as in charge if a monarch is unwell?
2: So it's incredibly unlikely because it's unprecedented in Britain that would happen. What would more likely happen is that Charles would obviously remain king throughout his life no matter what, because the way that the British monarchy works, certainly the way that the Queen always saw it, was this is a role ordained on you by God, and you don't get to give it up. You don't get to give it up even if you can't really do it, that being the king or the queen is who you are, it's a state of being, it's not a job. Right Now, that contrasts quite clearly with what we've just seen in Denmark with the royal family there, where Queen Margaret is 83, I think. She stepped down. No one knows that she was unwell or anything, but she was kind of, it's time, it's time to hand it over. The British royals aren't in the business of handing it over because they believe that it's sort of part of who they are. However, Charles is quite a progressive king. He's spoken often, well, not publicly, but behind the scenes about wanting to change the monarchy there is a possibility that should this turn out to be a serious, serious illness that he might decide to hand over the reins to William. But I would also think and certainly commentary seems to be saying that this early in his reign, that's not going to happen anytime soon because we've just been through this enormous coronation. I think that they're not going to go, okay, you step down, Wills is in, let's do it all again.
0: So who technically does step in when Charles is too unwell to do so? We presume that it's William, right? But what if William is overseas or what if he is unable to do so? Who then sort of steps
2: into this role if he's away getting treatment? So there's a consort of royals. So the royal family are in a pecking order, obviously, not only in terms of who's the heir to the throne and how close to it you are, but also how many duties you take on and how much work you actually do for the state. And there's a a group of royals called the councillors of state. And they're members of the royal family who are sort of picked to carry out constitutional duties for the monarch if they can't do it. So if the king is unwell and they are Camilla. So obviously the queen can still go around doing things. Queen Camilla, Prince William, Prince Harry is still on that list, allegedly, although obviously he is not officially in the royal family anymore. Prince Andrew. Big question mark there. Again, he's kind of out. Beatrice, Anne and Edward. So if you think that Harry and Andrew are pretty much out of that, and Kate, obviously, who isn't on that list, but she would be unofficially stepping in at a lot of those things, and she is also unwell, the cohort of royals who can actually do the job of being royal at the moment is small, and that is going to cause a lot of tension, a lot of speculation, and a lot of, I would imagine, right now at the palace shuffling of papers and reorganising of diaries and panicked phone calls. I mean, there just aren't that many of them anymore who can do the job.
0: You kind of touched on this before, but we have just had quite a bit of pomp and ceremony with the handing over of the reins to King Charles from his late mother, Elizabeth. If, and we say, God forbid, something should happen to him where he does have to hand the reins over to William, do we see that being replicated? Do we see us going through that all again
2: so soon? I think we'd definitely have to go through it all again, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. But I don't think it would be any time soon. I mean, obviously, if Charles were to pass away quickly, then that would have to be resolved. And of course, you would see uh, the whole coronation happening again quite quickly. But what's much more likely to happen is there's going to be a period here where William and the other councillors of state Carry out the roles, and if it is deemed that Charles isn't going to be well enough to do it, it will be a slow process. But when William does become king, of course, they're going to go through all the pomp and ceremony again because William, when you think about it, assuming everything goes according to plan, is going to be king for a long time. He needs all the credibility, he needs all that power bestowed on him because Charles's reign, even without this diagnosis, was always going to be relatively short because of his age, because of the age he came to the crown, which means that William is probably going to be the long-term king.
0: With this statement that's come from Buckingham Palace about King Charles' diagnosis, and it's a little bit vague in exactly what kind of cancer he's suffering, and we don't need to know every royal family's medical diagnosis, as we've learned from Princess Catherine. But do you think it might be more serious than they led on? I remember when Queen Elizabeth was starting to get quite unwell, they would give these kind of very vague statements about, you know, she's just dealing with a, you know, a minor viral kind of thing. And then it escalated very quickly. Do you think we would ever know if Charles was ever very, very ill?
2: Well, it's interesting because certainly there would have been a decision about whether or not to share this information. Now, Charles is supposed to be quite keen to run a more transparent ship than the old days, as it were. But I do not think they would be sharing this information if it was a really minor issue. As they've said, he's going through treatment, as anyone who has been through cancer treatment or knows anyone who has, that can be a very harrowing, long experience. It can also not be, of course. I think that there would have definitely have been a decision made about the seriousness of this and what the public needed to know. The fact that they've specified it's not prostate cancer is interesting because it kind of opens up the speculation a little bit more. I think that we will be told what they're comfortable with us being told But I don't think that this statement would have been released if this was a very minor issue.
0: What does this mean for the family in a more general sense in the fact that it's been so fractured for quite some time now and that relationship between Charles and Harry has been so broken? Do you think something like this could actually bring them back together?
2: Well, we know that Prince Harry is on his way. So he's on his way to Britain as we're talking now. It doesn't appear to just be tabloid speculation. It's being reported by everybody, the BBC, very credible sources, who are saying that King Charles called Harry personally to tell him this news and also that King Charles did speak to Harry on his birthday recently. So I think, well, a reconciliation is probably off the cards for now because it's very hard to see how with what's been said and the book and all the revelations, everything can be happy families. There's no question that Harry clearly wants to be with his dad at this time. That could also be seen as another piece of evidence that this is a relatively serious issue, that Harry is already on a plane. I think that is going to be a major point of speculation because some commentators are already pointing out that if Harry and Meghan were still in the royal family, their status would have been elevated significantly this year already because, as I've just said, there aren't that many royals who are senior enough to do this work. Whether or not there's a chance that Harry might take some roles on, help out, who knows, but it's going to be very interesting. And the fact that he is apparently already on his way, not with his wife and kids, but on his own, to see his dad at this moment I think is probably a positive sign for the family and maybe a little bit of a worrying sign for how serious this is.
0: Thanks for tuning in today, Quickie fam. We appreciate your time and to feed your mind. Let's do it again tomorrow, hey? The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon.